0: Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources.
1: All right, Buffalo Bills fans, welcome to the latest episode of Breaking Buffalo Rumblings. Anthony Marino, happy to be here with you once again, talking everything Buffalo Bills. And obviously, a lot has changed across the landscape of the NFL since the last time that we spoke. But more importantly, a lot of things have changed around the landscape of our country at this time. Uh, you know, we, we talk about the Buffalo Bills. We talk about our team in many ways as an escape to get away from our uh, our regular life, right? Like it's, uh, you know, as fans, right? We enjoy interacting with each other, talking football. With everything else going on right now, I just uh, I hope that everyone listening to the podcast of course, everyone out there is is being safe, is being smart and taking care of yourself and all of your loved ones. Uh, you know, for for us here, it puts a lot of things in perspective. And like I said, while we we're going to talk about football, I do understand there's a lot of other things taking place in the world. It's not to, to minimize those or push them to the side. But maybe this podcast can be a bit of a distraction for everybody just for a little bit as we all kind of stick together and try to get through these unprecedented times that we're dealing with right now. Um, obviously, as fans of the Buffalo Bills, it's been a bit of an exciting week, right? You think of the start of free agency and so much that is taking place. Uh, I do need to give a shout out to Bruce Nolan. Uh, you all know him and the great work that he does here on our podcast network at buffalorumblings.com. Um, I was uh, kind of pulled out of action from the podcast world earlier in the week and with all of the incredible breaking news that was taking place with the Bills, he was right there to get those podcasts recorded ASAP, get instant reaction to all the fans out there. And obviously, there was a ton that took place, right? I mean, you, you do take a look out of it. But I mean, so much great coverage. And I encourage you to go to rumblings.com to to check it all out. But you've really seen the the moves that the team has made and and how they've been aggressive and really, for the most part, and everything that they've done in free agency so far. Has been on the defensive side of the ball, and not so much on the offensive side at this time. And I'll be curious to see what might happen, and call it this second wave of free agency that, you know, you get that uh, initial burst of activity that takes place, and then as things kind of calm down uh, a bit. And uh, and today, right, as as you're listening to this, you know, we're we're talking mock drafts. A lot of the feedback we get with the the mocks that we did prior to free agency was well how can you really tell what a team's needs are or what they're going to do before free agency and uh, and I get that too right i mean we do mock drafts because they're fun there's no games to talk about you can speculate about free agency and you can speculate about the draft and i think for many of us right you take that time speculating about the draft it allows you to have a little bit of fun with it that's why we follow things like the combine and pro days and all of these pieces and you know, you kind of take a look out of it and you think to yourself, OK, these are some guys that I would love to see with the Bills. Now, when you talk about the, all the activity this past week, things, of course, have changed a little bit. And I say that with the Bills making the trade of pick 22, along with some other picks right in the uh, mid to late rounds for Stefan Diggs from the Minnesota Vikings. And, uh, you know, one, it's one of those pieces that as soon as you see the news, you're you're just surprised. Right. And, and that I mean, listen, we know that Brandon Bean is aggressive in the draft when it comes to going after players. And, you know, I think as we many ways, we've talked about what the team was going to do at pick 22. Right. We were making an assumption. Well, they're not going to do anything really in free agency at wide receiver. Amari Cooper is going to end up re-signing. A.J. Green is going to get the franchise tag. And then that leaves you with, you know, enough question marks out there. Are you going to make a commitment to a Brashad Perriman or someone like that to, to come in that can, you know, to be a starter opposite of Cole Beasley and John Brown? So when you would think about the draft, right, and what the Bills could do at pick 22, there's a reason why names like Justin Jefferson, T. Higgins, LaVisca Chenault Jr. became these real popular options, right? Because these are guys that would have been in contention to let's call it the number four wide receiver on many draft boards. Um, Ruggs, C.D. Lamb, Jerry Judy, right? It, it was kind of a foregone conclusion that those guys would be gone well before pick number 22. Would Bean have to trade up? Would he look to do that? All, you know, all of these pieces. But when you think about what the Bills would hope to get out of the draft, you're talking about a player, right? That would be a Stefan Diggs, right? You would, that's what you would want as a best case scenario coming out of the draft. And for Brandon Bean, for the Bills, you know what? You, you take a look at this and, and they went out and it's just like, well, let's take the guesswork out of it. Let's go get the player. He's got four years left on his deal, right? So it's not somebody with an expiring contract or anything along those lines. He obviously needed a change of scenery to get out of Minnesota. And, uh, you know, and that happens sometimes with players in their careers. And now you've got Stefan Diggs with the Buffalo Bills. And I think as you go through with that, Right. It's just uh it's exciting because, again, you can say, all right, it basically cost you pick number 22, the pick that you got for Wyatt Teller, the pick that you got for Russell Bodine and a fourth round pick in 2021. And I think when you take a look at it that way, you probably think to yourself, OK, I'm, I'm good with this trade taking place. And you know what? Let, let's leave the DeAndre Hopkins trade to the side. That one is a head scratcher. Doesn't make a ton of sense. But, you know, now you bring in someone. That is an established wide receiver, right? Call him a, a number one, put whatever label you want to on it. I mean, 63 receptions last year for over 1,100 yards, six receiving touchdowns. You know, you just, you look at this guy, he brings an element of size and speed and athleticism uh, that the Bills can use right now. So I'm excited to have Stefan Diggs in, in Buffalo. Yes, it will make a lot of the mock drafts that we do a little bit less interesting uh than maybe what has taken place in the past. Right. When you don't have that first round selection really to talk about. But I think when you look at it and say, listen, I am I am I'm am fine with not having a pick in the first round and uh, and having Stefan Diggs as that new weapon in Buffalo for this year. So obviously on this podcast, I'm going to go through, um, you know, and I'm going to do a mock draft. And, you know, for those of you that have a little bit of cabin fever right now, I encourage you to log on to the draft um, The mock draft simulator that they have is incredibly fun as you go through with that. But they've got great coverage on the draft, new mock drafts all the time. It's a great community. And I think as you go through with it, you can have a lot of fun with it, especially if you need to kill some time. Uh, if you're stuck inside the house, which everybody should be at this point. So I'm going to go through with the mock draft simulator. I'm going to do a five round mock draft and I'll kind of talk through what some of my my thoughts and choices are. I'm not going to make any trades with this. Um, I did sign up for their premium subscription and I do enjoy that because it allows you to make trades in the mock draft machine. But for the time being, I'm just going to go straight forward. And like I said, I'm just going to keep it at five rounds. Usually when I get to round six or seven, I don't know as much about the prospects. It's much more of just a crapshoot pick. And for the sake of this podcast, rather than. <laughs> You hear me struggle through those last two picks. Let's keep it to five rounds. And of course, I encourage you to give me some feedback on your own. So I'm going to start the mock draft machine right now. And as we go through it, I'm always curious when I do this, right? Who Who is Minnesota going to use pick 22 to select, right? Because who would the Bills have taken in that situation? And this situation, they've got them taking LaVisca Chenault Jr. out of Colorado, which is an interesting one somebody of course that had been mocked to the bills in so many different situations um in the past right so you you kind of take a look at this it's it's always interesting from from that standpoint all right so now we're up on the clock at number 54 and here are some of the top names that do do pop up i think for for consideration so one is Austin Jackson the offensive tackle from USC um it's interesting right because when you talk about the offensive line i think there is still plenty of speculation of like, okay, this group was much improved in 2019. But if you're just bringing back the same group, was that line good enough that they've made enough improvements that, you know, you can see it and really an improvement right from, from that line in 2020. So Austin Jackson, I have on the list. One thing I don't love about him and in no way am I an expert in evaluating offensive line talent. Um, the comparison that uh, Joe Marino from the Draft Network gives to him is, is Greg Little, which is not one that I would have up high on my list. Um, if the Bills wanted to go with another wide receiver, right, think somebody that they can they can develop, uh, Brandon Ayuk from Arizona State. That is a guy. If uh, obviously if the Bills did not acquire Stephon Diggs, that would have been high up on my list early on because I think you look at him, he would have brought that blend of size, speed, and athleticism, right? Think everything we talk about with Stefan Diggs, a guy that we would hope could develop into a Stefan Diggs type of player. Um, but now we've kind of got the the real thing. Michael Pittman Jr. also on the board, another guy that I've always liked. Um two running backs, Clyde Edwards Hilaire from LSU and Cam Akers from Florida State. I will be honest, unlike others, I am high on the uh on the running back position when you take a look at it. I think from that standpoint It is a player that you can pair with Devin Singletary. They can be on the field for, you know, different type of uh, alignments. You know, and you can look at this and say, you know, as much as I love Devin Singletary and anyone that's followed my work knows that I've kind of been a broken record here. The ability to pair him with another running back. I always look back to the sensational duo that the Saints had with Alvin Kamara and Mark Ingram. You know, to me, that is something that makes you dangerous as a team. When you can have fresh legs, you can have guys each getting somewhere between 10 and 15 touches a game and what they can do with them, whether they're receptions, whether they're carries. So uh, so I've got to think about those two right now at this time. Um, others, really not much at edge at this time. Josh Uche from Michigan, I like, but it might be a little bit early to take him. Julian Aquara from Notre Dame. Again, the Bills have made such an investment on the defensive side of the ball right now. And I know there might not be Let's call it those traditional defensive ends when you talk about a Quentin Jefferson, but certainly someone that can play end Mario Addison coming in. Yes, you've got the, the loss of Shaq Lawson. And I think there's still question of what the team may do as it relates to Trent Murphy. But, uh, that's kind of the situation we're in there right now. So listen, I think as I'm talking through this, you could probably tell where I'm, I'm going to head with this at this time. I am going to go with a running back and I'm going to go with Cam Akers out of Florida State. Um, not that I don't like Clyde Edwards-Hilaire from LSU, but I just think the, the Florida State offensive line was in shambles. I think Akers is uh, the more talented of the two. And when you put him in an NFL system, I like what he's going to be able to bring to the table at 5'11", 2'12", combining him with Devin Singletary. The Bills being in that win-now mode, right, I think you can go with a lot of it. And this is a guy that can have an instant impact. Um, I just pulled up Joe Marino's evaluation on him and his NFL comp is to Mark Ingram. And, uh, you know, I mentioned Ingram before is someone I've always kind of admired and what he's been able to do as a player in the NFL. So with that said, I'm going to take Cam Akers. They've got him at number 53 on their board. I'm taking him with pick number 54. And I think as we go through with it again, Tom Brady's out of the NFC East, right? The Bills are in a bit of win mode, win mode, now mode. So as we go through with this, I'm going to take Cam Akers. I'm going to pair him with Devin Singletary. And we're going to have a dynamic duo on offense because, you know, with the addition of Stefan Diggs, the Bills, I think, are still in a need that they can do some more when it comes to the offensive side of the ball and really what can, can take place there. Um, next up, as we kind of go through with things, um, I, I look at cornerback is still an area where the Bills can make an upgrade. And at pick 86, there's really a trio of guys that are on the board that I think truly stand out. Um, Damon Arnett from Ohio State, Bryce Hall from Virginia, and Troy Pride Jr. from Notre Dame. With all of this, right, I think cornerback is a piece. You talk about the signing of Josh Norman. You've got Levi Wallace returning. Still plenty of question marks, right? When you think of QB two or cornerback two. So from that standpoint, I mean, there's some other guys on the board here that I truly like. Jeremy Chin, you hear great things about him. The safety from Southern Illinois, a bit of a chess piece on defense can do a lot of different things. Um, you know, Daryl Taylor from Tennessee, Jonathan Greenard from Florida, two talented defensive ends. But as I talked about before, I'm not sure how much of a Not that it's not a need, right? That, that's probably not the right term to use. But, you know, when you talk about the depth that the bills have at that position, unless Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott truly want to add an element of youth to the table here, I'm going to probably hold off there right now. Offensive tackle, um, continues to be something interesting, right? Sadiq Charles from LSU is a guy that he's been a high riser in this draft process. You look at him and, you know, that's a position where I could truly say to myself, okay, the Bills could use an upgrade there. Is that something, you know, should consider at this time? But with all of that said and done right now, I think it, it has to be a cornerback for the Bills, right? At pick number 86, you can get someone in that can challenge for a starting position. Maybe if they're not a starter in year one, maybe they eventually have the, uh, you know, the the chance to ascend to be a starter in year two for them. So, you know, as I go through with a lot of things and it's, it's interesting, right. I, I think you've got guys that, that can step in and do some very good things for the bills um, with a lot of it, you know, Damon Arnett from Ohio state has truly been a guy that just um he just stands out. Right. I mean, this is, this is one of those players and, and I'll admit, right. You see more of Ohio state than you see of some other teams uh, playing throughout the season. So right now is, as, as I take a look at it, I mean, You could probably pick any three of these guys and Troy Pride Jr., Bryce Hall or Damon Arnett. I'm going to go with Arnett in this situation. Again, just a guy that stands out to me. I think if the Bills could get any of these three cornerbacks in the third round, it could be a great pick for them and someone that could come in and make, you know, make an impact really very early on in their professional career. So, you know, in the case of this situation, I'm going to go with Arnett with pick 74. I like that pick because right now, again, as you come in, you've got two guys that can really make an impact early on in their career and And that's what you'd like to see right with your second and third round picks. Maybe as you get to some of your later selections, guys that you know can be a little bit more developmental prospects and what that can look like. But for the sake of this activity, I like what we've got at this time and those two guys and And here we are up to the fourth round right now. So a few guys that stand out, again, you want to talk about, You know, some of those outliers, maybe Alton Robinson, an edge rusher from Syracuse, very athletic, right? Much uh, a highly rated prospect, you know, for the Syracuse Orange in the 2019 season, a bit disappointing for them early on in the year, a preseason top 25 team and things fell off rather quickly for them. You've got Colin Johnson, the six foot six wide receiver from Texas, Uh, a little bit more of a, a project, I guess you could say, but when you would look at someone like him he brings a, a unique blend of size to the table. And of course, with the addition of Stefan Diggs, he would not really be forced into action too early in his NFL career. Someone that could take some time to develop just a little bit. So I think that's a name to kind of keep an eye on from that standpoint. Uh, you've got some, some tight ends on the board. You've got Jared Pinkney, a tight end from Vanderbilt. Maybe if the situation was different with Tyler Croft, I would take a look at something like that. But I think I think in this situation right now, he's probably good where where he stands. Um, looking at a few others, A.J. Dillon still on the board, the running back from Boston College. Of course, I'm not going to take two running backs, but Dillon is one of those guys you just find very interesting, right? Just a, a physical, bruising back. And I'm curious to see where he's going to end up and what he's going to do um, in his career. Obviously, if he's someone that the Bills did not go with a running back early and you're talking about a round four pick, I'd love to see someone like that playing for the Bills at this time. Um, I, I think in this situation, I've, I've talked myself into a little bit. I'm going to go with Alton Robinson, the edge rusher from Syracuse. And I say that because I look at him um, athletically. He does some great things. 6'3", 260 pounds. He's got, you know what, I mean, he's just, he's quick. He brings that athleticism to the position that obviously is needed. And in for the Bills, right, you talk about someone that, you know, a position where you've got Trent Murphy and his, uh, the last year of his deal, Jerry Hughes over the age of 30, Mario Addison over the age of 30, you know, having the ability to bring some youth into the position, but someone that it's not going to be necessary for them to deliver big results early in their career can give him a little time to develop. So I'm going to go with Robinson here at pick number 128. I like this one. And again, adding some depth to the edge position, a bit of a pro, uh, Project, I guess you could say from that standpoint, and that he does not have to come in right away to contribute, but a guy that I like. So we've got one more pick left taking place in the fifth round. And sorry if I'm stumbling a few. I'm taking some notes here as I'm drafting guys. I see the draft machine uh, working in front of me. And of course, I'm trying to talk to all of you at the same time. So as we go through with all of this, right, you, you look at a few different spots that, that pop up here. You do have a few safeties on the board. Gino Stone from Iowa. Antoine Brooks from Maryland and Javelin Gidry from Utah, three guys that really stand out. You do have some talented um tight ends on the board. Harrison Bryant from Florida Atlantic, a guy that I like, Colby Parkinson from Stanford, stands about six foot seven, and the ability to bring that size to the position is something interesting. Probably hedging away from tight end again. I'm I'm always a fan of the tight end position, but once the Bills uh kind of restructured things with Tyler Croft, you know that he is coming back. It's $5 million of his contract and salary is going to be guaranteed this year. So I will probably step away from that. Let's see what we've got here at wide receiver because I haven't done anything at wide receiver yet. Antonio Gandy-Golden from Liberty is the first one on the list. And that's going to be an interesting one. I think when you look at him, right, one of those guys that comes from a little bit of a smaller school, uh, obviously a smaller school, I shouldn't say a little bit, right, is he comes into it six foot four, 220 pounds. Um, brings a bit of size to the position. So I think that's one definitely for consideration at this time. Is that going to be the type of, you know, project though that Sean McDermott and Brandon Bean are going to look for in this type of a situation? Taking a peek at just a couple of other, other options that are out there. Now, here's an interesting one that I'm going to take a look at. And according to the combine and some reports, Lynn Bowden from Kentucky, the wide receiver there, Spent some time talking with the Buffalo Bills, and you know, here's a guy you you take a look at again, six one, about 200 pounds. Doesn't have great size, but you know, as you look at things, he is just um, a guy. He's a bit of a Swiss Army knife on the offensive side of the ball. Um, from everything that you see, right? I mean, here's just a guy that can can uh, can do a lot, right? He's 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 a Swiss Army knife, maybe a gadget type of player, right? Think of someone with a little bit more size, maybe a little bit more even athleticism than someone like Isaiah McKenzie, who is currently an undraft, or unrestricted free agent at this time. So you know what I think is I'm going to go through with it. If I'm going to take a wide receiver rather than going with uh, Gandy Golden out of Liberty, I think I'm going to go with Lynn Bowden in this situation. I think that's going to be the pick for the Bills with their fifth round selection. And I think it adds some depth at the position as we look at things. So I've got Bowden, Lynn Bowden, the wide receiver out of Kentucky with my fifth round pick, Alton Robinson, the edge rusher out of Syracuse in the fourth round, Damon Arnett, the quarterback, cornerback from Ohio State with my third round pick and Cam Akers, the running back from Florida State um, coming to the Bills at this time. So, you know, right now, as I look at this, I think it's interesting, right? You talk about some talented players, especially in round two and round three. Uh, the Bills have that additional seventh round pick that they picked up from the Minnesota Vikings in the Stefan Diggs trade. They do have a six round selection left, two six round selections, you know, and I talk about those three picks because if the Bills wanted to do something to try and move up a couple of spots here or there in these rounds, it's something they could certainly do. So um, as you guys can tell, I love uh, using the mock draft machine. It's always a lot of fun. I encourage you to do the same. Uh, hit me up in the comments section at any time or on Twitter at Anthem with any of your feedback, share your mock draft and uh, just appreciate you guys tuning in. So. Uh, again, make sure you hit that subscribe button so you get all the great shows here at the Buffalo Rumblings Podcast Network. And uh, as always, go Bills. Take care.